The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 21st, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. And it is the second day of spring. <laughs> As always, my co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Oh, I thank you, Bill. You know, we had a pretty interesting show last week. We had Richard Barton, Chief Executive Officer for the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation, Inc. Their mission is to provide leadership, education, training, consultation, and support services in comprehensive crisis intervention and disaster behavioral health services to the emergency response professionals, other organizations, and communities worldwide. That was a mouthful. If you missed the live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you have some news articles, as usual for us. Yes, I do, Gary. And both of these articles, the news, are emanating uh, from the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, You know, we started talking last week uh, about... uh, uh, our veterans who uh, come uh, to home and community with bad paper, and what a challenge it is for those individuals uh, who uh, come back in that status. Uh, you know, their, their access to uh, services, especially in the VA, have been limited. But the the newly uh, uh, appointed uh, secretary, who, uh, Dr. Shulkin, who's been around now, uh, is convinced that the VA is going to do a lot more uh, for those individuals with the so-called bad paper. Uh, They're going to be uh, uh, able to get uh, some additional treatment. They'll be able to uh, uh, get services over the uh, Veterans Crisis Line. Uh, They will also be able to participate at the uh, Vet Center in the uh, group counseling and uh, and other areas that uh, that are available to get these individuals involved. Uh, Also, emergency treatment in the uh, VA's uh, uh, emergency uh, operations. So, uh, uh, you know, that's uh, getting off the ground, and we look for some some additional improvements into that one, Gary. Now, Bill, what do you mean by bad paper? Is that like the what's on the DD two fourteen or? Well, absolutely. What it amounts to, it's in most cases a discharge that are are, are less than honorable, 
you know, there may have been some conduct involved or uh, involved in that, but it's it's not the type of discharge that one would receive where they would uh, automatically be able to uh, get uh, services. But, you know, they still served. Uh, they had these conditions, and especially, you know, if they've been in, in, in the combat situations and served in those areas, they want to try to help them as much as possible, you know. Even though uh, 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 that bad paper, you know, uh, you have to look at it sometime with a grain of salt because there may be some uh, uh, chance to improve that by, uh, uh, you know, going to a correction of the military records, which would uh, allow them to get even more services through the VA. All right. All right. Sounds good, though. Yeah. Now you, now you also had an article about um, uh, the, the drug situation. Well, drugs and alcohol seems to, to be uh, uh, a real problem uh, for um, uh, our, our servicemen and women uh, who uh, potential suicide uh, uh, victims, and uh, the VA. Uh, has was recently involved in a study with the University of uh, Michigan, and it finds that the difference in suicide risks can be explained by veterans who have both mental health conditions and uh, substance uses, uh, and especially Gary with uh, women veterans uh-huh. uh, who uh, misuse uh, uh, drugs and alcohol. Their suicide rates, and we've talked about that, is astronomical, and uh, I mean uh, uh, with them. So they're looking at this now to, uh, to be able to uh, uh, come up with ways to uh, emphasize greater help uh, in getting these individuals uh, in some kind of uh, uh, medical uh, 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 exposure uh, to improve upon these conditions because our suicide rate, uh, as you know, Gary, is off the chart. The, uh, the emphasis is on suicide prevention. And those individuals, again, who have uh, 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 mental health concerns are at greater risk when they use uh, alcohol and drugs for being uh, a... a a suicide victim. All right. Yeah, that's that. That is an issue. Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we've been running across so many um, uh, situations where they found uh, ways to help with PTSD. Um, as far as drugs go, uh, again, that that's all in the same category. Yeah, so we just have to take our time and 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 find something that's uh, that's going to help us. And there's so many resources out there. Um, you know, do a little research uh, and also you know check check our um, national directory also, where uh, you know we have organizations that uh, will help you. All right. Well, let's get on with the show. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our guest Bernie this morning. And, Gary, indeed, it is an honor to introduce, I guess, Bernie Pasqualini, uh, <laughs> chairperson and president of Vets Helping Vets HQ. Now, Bernie joined the U- U.S. Navy in January of 1966. 
He uh, uh, received his boot camp training at Great Lakes, Illinois. He completed the basic electricity and electronic school and then completed the interior communication electrician A school. Upon completion of that school, Bernie was assigned to the USS Saratoga CVA 60 in the late fall of 1966. Instead of going to the engineering department, Bernie was escorted to the air department in the V-2 launch and recovery division. Bernie soon learned that his assignment was to apprentice at the Fresnel Lens Optical Landing Air Systems Maintenance. Bernie finished his four-year tenure in the U.S. Navy with a 3.9 work skill evaluation, receiving an honorable discharge and the rank of second-class petty officer. Uh, After separation from the military, Bernie applied the skill training he received to become an electrician. Eventually, his career took him to Albany, Oregon area, where he retired as an electrician. During this time, Bernie was introduced to and joined the Vietnam Veterans of America, Chapter 585. Learning more about the plight that veterans have, especially those of his generation and subsequently those of other areas, Bernie wanted to do something that would make a difference in the lives and gave so much to the cause of Americans all believe in. Bernie, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Bernie. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I tell you, it is really an honor to do what I do. It's a privilege. I consider it a privilege. And I just want to thank American Heroes Network for giving Vets Up and Vets HQ that serves American veterans everywhere the opportunity and this exposure. Thank you. All right. Well, Bernie, um, I'd like to go on with the first question here as far as uh, how did, how did uh, Vets Helping Vets HQ all get started? Well, it started with uh, a man named Victor Coons. He, in his time, when he was also a Vietnam veteran, and the time that he had when he came back applying for his benefits was was absolutely astronomical. He ran into one problem after another. And so he became, he started to pull out the law books and was literally grinding through it. Now this law book is Title 38. And it is 10 inches long, 7.5 inches wide, 3 inches thick with over 2,100 pages of laws. It's a very complex and detailed set of administrative laws. And as a result, he was able to get himself his benefits that he deserved as a Vietnam veteran that served in the U.S. Marine Corps. Since then, other he decided that he wanted to help out other veterans with the same plate. 
because after leaving active duty services, as you well know, and as Colonel Forbes has touched upon, veterans with honorable and even general under honorable condition discharges are eligible for a variety of federal and state veteran benefits. But unfortunately, the Veterans Administration and the different State Departments of Veterans Affairs woefully underestimated the number of veterans that would be applying for these benefits. As a result, this underestimation and the demand for benefits and services that the VA was unprepared to manage these large caseloads, leaving a lot of veterans unable to seek help for their significance of time that they served. So that's where Vietnam was the trigger point. But today, with all the new ones coming in, the veterans today, as Colonel Forbes touched upon on the suicide rate, and this this gets to me, I'm sorry, but veteran suicides are at a rate of 22 per day. They're dealing with a lot of complex disability claims. There's a lot of diverse health care needs that they need, the reintegration problems that they have with the post-traumatic stress, the TBI, traumatic brain injury, whether there's unemployment, managing education benefits, financial distress, even marital distress. I was dealing with one yesterday where the wife, the spouse of a veteran was calling and she was needing help, so we were able to channel her to the, with one of our resources and helping her out. So as a result, Vets Helping Vets HQ was created as a response to the growing veterans crisis, knowing that an entire generation of veterans were being left behind. And so this is where the founders of Vets Up and Vets HQ vowed that we would never again allow this to happen. And so we are training a cadre of veterans advocates to actively not only seek out veterans in our community here, but also to be able to stand alongside of them through the entire claim process. So this is where we're at today. And what we do is, is that we are the research and development side of the claims process so that when we package this thing together, it is a fully developed claim. That means it's complete and provable so that we then get them to go to an accredited veteran service officer, whether it is through here in Oregon, we have county veteran service officers in every county or they can go to the Oregon Department of Veteran Affairs, or they can go to the American Legion, Veteran Service Officers, or VFW, or the DAV, Veteran Service Officers. So we help them develop that claim so it is complete and provable, so that the claim can go through a process of maybe several months instead of several years. All right. So now, that's our background there. 
Okay, now Bernie, we're going to go ahead and take a break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about the, the service officers themselves. Again, we've been contacted every week by nonprofit organizations that we've had the pleasure of interviewing, asking them for asking us for their help in promoting their events and fundraisers, their mission, their locations they serve. To celebrate our fifth year, we're offering an opportunity to make your nonprofit stand out above the rest and a way to maximize your events and fundraiser promotion. We'll be adding another section to our website very soon. This new section will inform our listeners and donors of, of premier grassroots organizations that are truly making a difference helping our veterans and military families. And that's coming very, very soon. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bernie, with Vets Helping Vets HQ. Now, Bernie, you know, uh, talking about uh, uh, advocates, uh, again, uh, the importance of uh, basically choosing the right one is, I think, very important. Um, I've seen both. I've seen the, the county officers. In fact, we've had uh, uh, them on the air, didn't we, Bill? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we did. And also uh, the difference between going to the VA and talking to their advocate. Um, give us a little insight on that, Bernie, as far as, uh, you know, what... What are your advocates going to do differently? Um, are you going to be with the county advocates? Or are you going to be just with your with your organization advocates? Tell us about that. Okay. Ideally speaking, we get when a veteran comes to us and wants to initially file for a claim. Mm-hmm. What we do is we sit them down and we get through their documents. We get all their documents and records. We get that either through the um, the veterans uh, 
the VA Records Management Center, or we go to the National Personnel Retirement or Records uh, Center. That's where they're mostly held at. However, there has been several other at the National Records Management. There was a fire back there, so we are able, we have some people on our team that are excellent research people, and so we're able to get their OMPF, which is their a military official military personnel file. Along with that, we get all their medical records. Now, we know that there was a huge fire at the NPRC back in 1973, so there's a lot of other different ways that we can verify a person's service during that time and that they had. And also, there are some certain case laws that was able to bring forth the benefit of doubt doctrine that was able to help the veteran to be able to, whatever he is, to substantiate. Now, the important thing on every claim issue, Gary, is is, is that it's a three-legged stool. Mm -hmm. And what it is is that there has to be documentation of an in-service occurrence. There has to be something that occurred while on active duty in service. The other thing is, is the other leg of the stool is a current diagnosis. This, he has to have that. And then the third leg is the relationship between the two. It's just like fire. You have to have three elements. You take away one, you, you destroy the fire. And it's pretty much the same way with a claim. These three things have to be established. And we help that veteran to establish that. We bring them in. We look at, we get their records. Once we get their records, we go through and estimate as best we can and evaluate what those records are saying to us or to the veteran, and we're able to go through the different varieties of issues that they have so that we can service connect them. Then we, at this time, they will file a claim. But initially, once they get the records back, and they come and make an appointment with us again. We then set up what we call an intent to file or an informal claim. This gives them, it sets the established date so that when the claim is granted, it goes back to that date. For instance, if you came to me today and we filed, we got our paperwork already, we got our records back, and then I would send you to a county veteran service officer in your county, and then you would file for an intent to file to make that claim. That gives us one year to develop this fully developed claim. And at that time, prior to that, we package that together in such a way that it's complete and provable. They go down to their veteran service officers, whether it's at the American Legion, VFW, any other veteran services where they have veteran service officers, accredited veteran service officers, and then they file the claim. Then we take them through and escort them through their examination process. We also walk them through in case if there was any other denials, we help them file their NOD, Notice of Disagreements. We assist them in their DROs, which is their decision review officers hearings. And if need be, we also assist them as advocates 
in the uh, VBA, the Veteran Boards of Appeals. Now, as I said, we are more, to give a word picture, Gary, we uh-huh. are like the private investigators. We go out and get all the information for the veteran, with the veteran, and then we turn it over to the veteran service officer. They are actually like the lawyers, if you will, and then they are the ones that file the, the complaint or the, the claim. And then we're still there assisting the veteran service officers. Now, here in Oregon, most of the time, the Oregon Department of Veteran Affairs is their legal representative at these DROs and the Veteran Boards of Appeals. So we assist the veteran. We go with the veterans during this time with additional packages, if necessary, or additional information or corrective information. And then we present that over to the agent, the veteran service officer at the ODVA, and then the appeals process goes. Wow. And I know, Bill, I know you have a question on this because you're pretty familiar with, uh, uh, you know, vets with advocates. Um. Well, somewhat, Gary, and I'm I'm really impressed from what I see uh, at the website here for Vets Helping Vets HQ. Bernie, you know, one of the things that uh, I've concluded is that uh, the greatest void in our veterans community is a lack of information. And if you don't know how to navigate the system in any way, in the the two major areas of benefits and health care, you can be left out. This creates a lot of uh, impatience and and a lack of perseverance and the willingness to, uh, to to hold your hands up and say, I quit. Um, I think, you know, what I've gathered from what you've said so far and what I've seen is that in preparing these uh, uh, service-connected disability claims, the best thing is to be able to have that uh, uh, claim as tight in terms of uh, information, the records, the documents to begin with, because we don't hear this emphasized this much as it is the veteran's responsibility of proving and establishing his or her claim by way of records of information of which you just described. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally, uh, Colonel Forbes. This this is fundamental. Our our motto is, it's a hand up, not a handout. If they don't prove their claim, they lose their claim. It's as simple as that. The burden is upon them. The preponderance of the evidence. This, that, that term right there, the preponderance of evidence that the veteran has to do. They have to prove it because what they're literally doing is suing the federal government. And just like on any other lawsuit, the plaintiff has to come forward with the proper information, the complete and detailed information, in order to secure his claim. This is no different than with the veteran, Colonel. And what's happened here is, is that what you said hit the nail right on the head, sir. You're, you, you must have been a sharpshooter when you were in the service because the... 
the VA world is a very complex and detailed law. And veterans don't understand that. And what happens is, is the VA system is less of a benefit system than a legal system through which a veteran must transverse, like you said, the difficulties to prove through the preponderance of evidence that they have to meet the legal standards to which to receive a benefit. As you said, Colonel, 95% of the veterans comes to me that I have experienced. They are confused, they're frustrated, they're irate, and they're ready to give up. And they're, so it, it takes a process in which to get them to calm down, to be able to give them an understanding of the matrix that they're involved with. The matrix would be us, the veterans, uh, the county veteran service officer, the VA administration, the, their legal representative, which would, in our case, in Oregon, is the Department of uh, Oregon Veteran Affairs, as well as the VA itself. The VA itself is a two-folded organization in one. There's the medical side as well as the benefit side. And a lot of times with all the complexities that's going on and the heavy caseloads, the medical side and the administrative side is not always communicating well. They don't communicate well between the different branches and the different areas. And this is not entirely the VA's fault. There's a lot of other things that are going on here that is behind the scenes. But nevertheless... The result is, is that the veteran is just what you said, Colonel. They are, they're very frustrated and they're ready to surrender, and that's where we step in. We start to encourage them. We start to educate them. We give them the ideas of how it works through the VA system and how we can do our damage control so right. that we can build this build the case back up so that it is complete and provable. Most of the time, the veteran's under the concept that all he has to do is go down, show a DD-214 to the veteran service officer, and says, I want to claim for this, that, and another thing. And that he expects, because he's heard that the duty to assist with the VA is there. Well, it is, but with all the caseloads, there's some criteria to that particular section and law. It still has to be provable, and that's right. where Vets Helping Vets HQ comes in, serving American veterans everywhere in which that we develop that case. We develop that claim, and that's what we do. All right. We're going to, have to go ahead and take a break, but before we do, I want to remind you of the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel, which is the VSPchannel.com, is a nonprofit organization, an online channel for veterans, founded specifically to fight suicide in the American veterans community. 22-plus veterans a day commit suicide, and that's only 21 states reporting. Be sure to check out our, the VSPchannel.com and learn how your support we can help save lives. Get involved today. 
We are also proud to be their national resource directory. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes Network. Network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bernie, with Vets Helping Vets HQ. Now, Bill, I know you had a question. Well, I just want to comment further, Gary, uh-huh. and I think uh, what, what, uh, um, what Bernie was uh, explaining to us in getting this uh, 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 claim together that fully developed claim, making sure all of the details are there. Because, uh, Bernie, as you know, uh, the the, the VA, I I think, sometimes takes a a delight in uh, sending a complaint back and and saying that, well, you know, it it doesn't meet all the requirements, and it's frivolous in nature, and they they have that uh, 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 capability and authority to, to, to do some of those things like that. But the fact that you uh, assist the veterans in getting all of these uh, facts and information there to establish their claim. Now, just just stepping a, a step further, uh, I think uh, uh, something else that I see that, uh, on your website that you really uh, emphasize, and this is the presumptive conditions that mm. exist for certain kinds of issues based on war errors. Talk to us a little bit about this, because a lot of times I think that our veterans miss uh, uh, understanding this in terms of if they served in a particular war era with boots on the ground, Mm -hmm. our presumptive conditions can be a much quicker route to getting through to get that claim uh, uh, resolved and adjudicated, if you will, sir. Yes. Well, with the Vietnam, there was 14 presumptive 
illnesses that Agent Orange causes. A lot of times our veterans will, our Vietnam era veterans, which again, like I said, I'm an error of, they would come in and they say, I want to file a claim for Agent Orange. Well, you can't. Well, why not? I said, because Agent Orange causes the, the illness. You have to claim for the illness. Although there's now 14 presumptive diseases, but also with the the OEF, the OIF, and the OND, there's different things like, believe it or not, animal bites. There's the uh, burn injuries, which is the blast injuries. There's the um, dermatologic issues. There are embedded fragments. There's uh, a multitude of different things, spinal cord injuries. The uh, loss of visions, tra- traumatic brain injuries with the Gulf Wars. There's these depleted uraniums. So what we do is get these, the presumptives, even though that they're presumptive there, they have to be able to at least show that they were in that fundamental area. If they're in that area, the affected area, they're automatically presumed to have been affected by these different conditions or these different environmental exposures. With that, we work through every process, every single detail. Each one is different. Every, every veteran has a different issue. So we take that particular presumptive issue, ex- environmental exposure, and we link that to a current disability or a condition that he's having today. We get other documentations. If possible, if the veteran can afford it, we get, we have their doctors, their private physicians fill out what we call a DBQ, a disability benefits questionnaires. This becomes almost bulletproof that when they present this with their presumptives and they're showing that and the doctor is able to state, quote, unquote, more likely than not due to these exposures, then the VA would then have the obligation to counter that with, with even more evidence they have to be able to prove it. Now, there is a VA law, the 11... Oh, five law, I believe. It's called the, um, the law of equipose, which means that if there is two opposing opinions, medical opinions, the, the VA will always go or should go in favor of the veteran. But again, if you have a nurse practitioner from the VA or a student physician writing opinion contrary to it, and you have your doctor that is a specialist, the doctor's specialist will overweigh that. And how we develop that case, Colonel, is, is that when we present all the information, we have it in such a way that with all the complexities and all the supporting evidence that the that is on the medical side of that, we kind of limit it down so that when he takes a look at the fact sheet, he's able to, that, the rater takes a look at that, 
see Exhibit A-1. He goes to Exhibit A-1, and he sees what that goes on. Exhibit A-2, he goes to that and sees that. Because what you were saying, Colonel, is really critical for the veterans to understand. A lot because of funding, and I hope that Secretary Shulkin can be able to correct this. But the problem with that is a lot of the VA raiders don't really fully understand the actual VA law that they're adjudicating, that they're making decisions on, as well as the medical things that is attached to that claim. So we're in somewhat of a quandary, and plus they're under a load that they have to be able to get through so many claims per day, per week, per month, which comes out of policies. This is an un, un, unhappy topic, but they have to be able to get through these claims because the VA wants to be able to say, we've gotten through 150 claims per week, per person, per week. That's a very daunting campaign for each one. So if a veteran or a raider is getting, if a veteran files a claim and that raider's taking a look at it and the claim looks like it's about two inches thick, he's going to deny it, fundamentally deny it because he's got to get through the claim. Did he get through the claim? Yep, he got through that claim. It's denied. And because he wasn't able to fully understand the complexities of that. And we're getting more and more complex claims. That's why it's so important to have it detailed out, have that list of exhibits. So when that raider takes a look at it, he has the overview of everything he has to look at and everything it's tabbed accordingly through that document that he sends in, the claims document that he sends in. This is it. It goes to A1, A2, A3, the next issue of claim, B1, B2, B3, and it just states it out very clearly. Then that, that claim will go to an examiner in the VA system. That's the medical side of the VA, and then we assist the veteran through the claim process. When that veteran gets the notification that he's going to have an exam, he's to notify us. We go in and we give him, that veteran or female veteran, we give that veteran a cadre of questions to ask the examiner. This and they are to document that. At the same time, we ask them to have a witness. If they can't get a witness, we at Vets Helping Vets HQ, we will get somebody there with them so to take notes on that. You'd be surprised how that changes the atmosphere and the environment during that exam. Well, that, 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 that is... Uh, uh, can be very convincing too, uh, Bernie. Uh, you know, the, the presumptive conditions, uh, uh, it, that, that's an interesting area. Uh, a couple of others, and we probably won't have time to cover this, but maybe at some other point we can get you back because, you know, the, the frustrating side of, of these presumptive claims is uh, when you get to situations where, like, for an example, someone serving in the Navy who's in the blue water areas, mm-hmm. uh, that they may have been exposed to the uh, 
the uh, Agent Orange, and right. even those individuals who are coming in uh, uh, with aircraft coming in from uh, Guam in particular that were bringing uh, the, uh, the defoliant every day and how the frustration for them is. But what, what I'd like, the other thing I'd like for you to briefly talk to us about, because as you know, uh, with Vietnam and even our recent serving uh, 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 men and women, many of them are coming from the rural and remote areas of uh, where they live. In Oregon in particular, you know, you are blessed to have the uh, county veteran service officers there in your state because, as you know, they're not all in every state. And the challenges right. that veterans have to get into a location to start a a a, 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 a claim for their service-connected disabilities. So how uh, important is uh, the, uh, the, the county veteran service officers been to you uh, in, uh, in the state of Oregon? Bernie, can we, can we say that when we come back from break? Sure, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Okay. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bernie, with Vets Helping Vets HQ. And, Bill, why don't you go ahead and ask that question again so this way Bernie can take it from there. Well, well very, very quickly, uh, sure. uh, Bernie, uh, you know, Access to these services are so important, and as I mentioned, many of our, uh, a great majority of our serving men and women now come from the remote and uh, uh, rural areas, and to be able to have that uh, 
assistance from the county veteran service offices is so important because, as you know, they're not in every state in the country, but, uh, you know, uh, you're blessed to have them there in Oregon. So I'm sure they must be a tremendous asset to you and to be able to uh, serve uh, that uh, uh, requirement there and act as the uh, power of attorney for these uh, uh, veterans who have got claims. Yes, you're absolutely correct, and that was right. They are like uh, the power of attorneys. Our veteran service officers, especially here in Lynn County where Vets Up and Vets HQ resides, our county officers, Kim Groom and Rob McKibben, are by far one of the best people that we had to work with. They assist us in so many ways. They even come when we're doing advocate classes. They teach us, they show us, and, and, and help us to get better to to draw the any gap that is between us, to draw that communication error or confusion, to eliminate that and to bring it forward. They are so dedicated to the veteran as much as we are. Most of all of our veterans, but let's just talk about the ones maybe down in Smallville, South Carolina, does, that maybe does not have county VSOs. They could go to the American Legion or the nearest VFW area. But again, to have that fully developed claim in their hands to present that to them. And it's important that that veterans, that they know that that veteran service officer, they should, re- they should interview that veteran service officer in order to know just how familiar they are in being able to process those claims. So that, that much is, it is crucial. Now, with us, we do have, we have someone on, within our team that is very good on researching, and we're, he's developing with our reconstruction that we're doing, he's developing a team with them of researchers to go in when a veteran calls us and say, hey, I, I'm going to be able to file a county, but I don't know where to, uh, to send it to or what to do with this. We will research that out, where the nearest county service officer is or where they can go. I had someone call me from Delaware. I was able to explain to them exactly it's a small state, so I was able to explain to them exactly where to go, what to do, who to see, and how to contact them. That's what we do. All right. Now, why don't you tell us about what's going on right now? You're, you're building up, uh, getting all your ammo together, and yeah. uh, what's, what's going to happen? You're in a reconstruction mode, as you said earlier. Tell us about that. Well, as I said, we we have had uh, some difficulties, as every organization does at times to times, and we're trying to, uh, for a, a word picture, raise the phoenix out of the the burn pile. But we're doing it, and we're really, I think we're doing an excellent job. The people that, the new board members, they're excited about where we're going to go. Our vision is to have a national exposure. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that if anyone is listening, they could get on our website at www.vetshelpandvetshq.com and uh, help us out with, uh, on a donate, $5, $3, whatever you can do. Every little bit helps, as I tell all of our volunteers, 
That's another important feature about us. No one is on paid staff here. Everyone is a volunteer. We dedicate our time because we all have the same common belief that the veteran is America's greatest asset. So that's how we develop ourselves, and that's how we want to stay, so that 97 cents of every dollar is going to go to help directly help that veteran in one shape, form, or another, whether it's through the through the process of training our advocates, getting the best material, getting better computers, getting all the educational things that we need, research and development. This is what we're doing in order to better serve and keep on top of all the new changes that is going on within the VA and all the current literature that is out there to support those veterans' claims. Right, and so well, we, into the, that's where we're going. We're going to. We want to have a national exposure. One of our team members is a personal friend of a national syndicate talk show host. I was when you called me, Gary. I was kind of taken back, even though this was my vision to do this. And you said we were going to have exposure to fifty states and ninety-six countries. I was kind of taken back. I was a little unprepared for that, but <laughs> nevertheless, this is where we want to go. I think by divine providence, this has all happened, and I'm, we're very grateful for American heroes and both for Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes and you to be able to help us out this way and, and to know that we're, we want to be out there serving right. American well, veterans everywhere. That's true. Well, Bernie, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. What would you Thank like you. to share with our listeners in closing? Well, for all the veterans, for, for the new, if, if, if the military personnel that are, is already in service, be sure you have all your documentations when you go through separation. Make sure everything is detailed and detailed correctly. Keep on top of your military career. Stay on top of it. This is your life. This is your career. Do what you have to do in order. And even if you're going to come back out and do it and you've been affected in some way, that either through environmental exposures or you had an accident, get that documented. Have all that prepared for you. And so make sure, and if you have any questions, call us at Vets Help and Vets HQ. Our number is also on our website. For those veterans out there, don't give up on your claim. Don't give up. We will work with you. We will work this out the best we can, and we're standing beside you all the way. All right. And Bill? Well, Bernie, I I, want to thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you for your service to this great country of ours. Thank you for the continued service that you and Vets Helping Vets are performing because this is the way to success with Veterans Helping Vets. Thank you, and please come again and uh, be a sequel to this program. All right. I'll be happy to. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks to all our listeners and supporters. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Bill, and our guest, Bernie. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. 
please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America.